Don't listen to the naysayers and the Grinches of this world. This is the best time of the year. It's the happiest time of the year. It's our Christmas episode. Is it the happiest time, Scotty? Well, it is for me. I like it, Mel. Okay. I like to try and be happy all year round. Yeah, I do. I do. But this is our Christmas episode again. Okay. Well, no, it's not the Christmas episode. It's the last (laughs) episode of the year. We already had a Christmas episode. This is take two. Or the remake. I'm determined to keep this the Christmas episode. Yeah, the sequel. <laughs> so welcome to episode one, or in other circles as episode 143 of the Parkrun Adventures. I still to this day, Mel, curse that time when we had a break and we got our episode numbers all out of whack. What do you mean out of whack? As in? Yeah, if we kept doing it, we could have, like year one, we finished on episode 50. Last year, we could have done episode 100. It's a minor thing, but it's... Mental health breaks are important. Yeah. So this is our last episode for 2018, which means there's going to be a little bit of a break. But down here in Australia, that's a good thing because we're all in party mode. We're in holiday mode. And so we want to give all our listeners around the world and in Australia a chance to catch up as well. Yeah, so nobody misses out on ordering a Christmas singlet again, which we know has happened. Or we people do. miss out on voting in a pearl illustration because they didn't know it was happening. And I'm sure they were gutted. One of the, one of the best things about the uh, Christmas episode, the sequel, is that we get to do our uh, Christmas jokes. You know what? I think this is probably why we have to have a sequel because did we even have any dodgy Christmas bonbons? We didn't. No, see? No. So there you go. We were all about just pushing the merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, Scotty? I think it's time to start ripping them out. Okay. Well, I want to set the tone with mine. Can I go first? Please do. So what's the difference between snowmen and snowwomen? Snow idea. Snowballs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, dear. You're setting the tone. That's the tone you want to set right there. Okay, well, yeah. I, I can, can you lift it? <laughs> I actually also have a snowman themed thing because, despite the fact that there is nary a snowman to be had in Australia, <laughs> no snow. it's still very Christmassy uh, for some reason. I guess it's all the the European and um, Northern Hemisphere winter Christmas movies I've been watching lately. But I've got a snowman one. So, what do snowmen call their kids? Uh, no. Nothing? Children. <laughs> <laughs> See, mine was at least a little bit above. Well, uh, you can't really say cleaner, but yeah. Yeah. All right, well. Well, we'll let the audience decide which one was funnier. We, we, we won't do a poll on it this time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we know the answer already. But there's more to come. There's more to come, not only from you and me, but we've got our regulars joining us. This is another fun part of our last episode for the year is that the Channel 5 News crew have stepped up to the plate. They do. We love having them all involved in our final episode every year. So you'll hear them throughout the episode. We've got roving reports from two new reporters, and that's exciting in itself. And we have some special guests. Which we'll get to. So it's another bumper episode, but it's going to finish with our another gift to our listeners at the very end of the episode. So I know it's a long one, people. Stay with us. It'll be I, worth it. But I trust you. 
it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Stay to the end. Um, what I wanted to do, Mel, is look back on 2018, and I want to hear just share some of your highlights from the year. Um, I think we're gonna let's let's put aside Palm 18, our listener meetup, because that's a given. That's a joint. That was that's a highlight, a joint for both highlight of us. from the both of us. Yes, and it was a highlight for the podcast. So I'm just curious to know um, what stood out for you during the year, Park Run. Park run wise. Well, earlier on in 2018, I started the year off in the best possible way, obviously, New Year's Day doubles and lots of new events in January. And one of those new events was skipping across to Western Australia to visit Margaret River Park Run, which, no, you know what? I didn't even do that in January, but it was February, so it was still the start of the year. Um, it was a birthday gift, a belated birthday gift from my husband. I, I mean, I received the card to say that that's what we were doing on my birthday, which is early January, but we didn't get across until February. And that was an awesome park run weekend for me. I got to catch up with Manny Trent and Cassie Hughes, who are just fabulous, fabulous park runners from that side of the country. And yeah, had a really wonderful morning on the trail park run that is Margaret River Park Run. So that was a definite highlight for me. Awesome. We do hear, we do hear good things about Margaret River. So it was the people, was it the course, or was it just everything? Oh, it was everything. It was the combination of all the things. You know, even even the post park run breakfast was astounding. It was just, yeah, ticked all the boxes for the whole weekend. Awesome. And because we work in threes, give us another. And the other one as well as Margaret River and Palm 18 would have had to be I got to tick off my first international event. And I did that in Malaysia at Taman Pudu Ulu, which was the inaugural event for that country as well, um, run by a fabulous bunch of volunteers, made to feel so welcome the entire weekend. Um, and it's just... I mean, I know I know there's an awesome vibe often at inaugural events anyway, or even just new events that are building their communities. But to be at an inaugural event in a new country, I'm not sure too many people get that opportunity. So I felt very privileged to be there. And they did a fabulous job. And the community aspect was already there. Like these guys had been basically trialing the event every weekend for months beforehand. So they had already built their community and it was a great, great morning altogether. Awesome. Bit fancy. Bit fancy. How how far down the list would we have to go before you visit to Westerfold, Scott, in there? Probably just fourth, yeah? If we did top fours. Oh, Scotty. (laughs) (laughs) Top five, six. Well, see, it's – the thing is – Whenever we ask people for top threes, we always tell them to rule out their home events. And for me, oh, Westerfolds is like my other home. So it's just not – it's it's my spiritual home in Victoria and it's really not appropriate to um, <laughs> mark the rest Good. of them, is it? No, it's not. You're right. That's a fair comment. That's a fair comment. So great. Um, do you want to know my highlights? Who wants to know your highlights? Please, is. you're not allowed to talk about Westerfolds, okay? I'm ruling that out. Okay. Oh, shit, I've got to cross that. Hang on, I'll just go through my list. There's one, two, three. Studley, can I? No, cross out Studley. Um, okay, my highlights. Here's, here's one I don't reckon you would have picked. We go back into earlier in the year when, one, I was, I was a bit fitter. I was feeling really good. But we visited Bright for a couple of weeks. And so the first week there, I just got to run Bright Park Run. And then the second week, uh, Yvonne Okusha and myself took over the volunteering duties. So I got to be a run director on tour 
which is something that I haven't really done before. I've, I've been to other park runs, like when we took over Gels and run directed, we didn't really know the event and the community. But this was really different going up to Bright, miles away from where I live, didn't know anybody there. But it was a great morning. It was a great morning, just starting completely from scratch, trying to help build and getting to know everybody who visited that morning. It's such a beautiful part of this country too that um, that sort of stands out. Very cool. When I just quickly track back and think what was some of the highlights of the year, the, the two weeks that we spent in um, Bright was a real, real highlight. And that includes that the week that I ran there, I got a 59.59, my only 59.59. <laughs> And it didn't deter, it didn't detract from the experience at all. 5959 should have never, they're an enhancement, definitely. Yeah. It's just a guarantee that I've got to go back there and get a 21 or a 22 or a 37-minute time on my profile. Uh, Another highlight happened recently is that when um, Tim and I visited the Ponds, an event that I know I've talked about a lot, it's been on our radar a lot, but it lived up to all expectations that morning, the the, the night before, the morning of, just meeting uh, real park runners who love park run. The community there just, just were just awesome. It was just no, the vibe of it. It was just the vibe. Yeah, I, I even enjoyed the run. I had a good run there, and um, it was happy days. So there, there are a couple that stand out for me amongst amongst many. It's been a good year. Yeah. We've we've run together a few times, or we've been in the same park run location together a few times that's been a highlight for well, me yeah you can't count it on one hand how many times we've been in the same park run location yeah and that's a real privilege and we're going to do it again next year i reckon we should try to up the ante i don't know how <laughs> how we're going to physically be able to be, do that but yes definitely so there's some highlights so obviously where you went on the weekend didn't crack your top three but I'm, i hope you still had a good time i did i had a wonderful morning actually and let, let me just um touch on it briefly it is going to be a bumper issue this episode so I won't keep it too long but uh, I ventured back to Lota which I've been to before and I've talked about on the podcast before great event really friendly uh, volunteer crew there Um, but it was actually so this is where my brother and sister-in-law it's their home park run and they don't spend a lot of time there because they've caught the adventuring bug also along with their kids Rowan and Lani and um they, they're all over the shop a lot of the time. But it was actually Michelle's 100th park run and Rowan and Lani were both doing their 50th as well. So it was a big morning. Plus, happy birthday. It was Michelle's birthday. So you, you just can't line up that many things to celebrate all on one morning. There was not an ounce of arbitrary about it. And, um, yeah, fabulous morning. Just once again, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. There's nothing like celebrating with uh, close family or friends when they have these big milestones. And I was so proud, especially, you know, Rowan and Lani, 50 events, that 35 of those are different, you know. So they're big adventurers with their parents. Massive. Something they've yeah. adopted as a family and it's a way for them to make memories with their kids, you know, traveling around and doing this. So um, I love how how much it's involved in their life now and it it means there's a lot more opportunities for us to catch up with them as well um, when they either travel to an event that we're going to or vice versa so um, yeah so big shout out to those guys and also just quietly future working on the future my Wilson index I grabbed a 57 
I know I'm only on three at the moment, but I was thinking about the future and eventually I'm just lining all those ducks up. Where were you, Scotty? Oh, well, uh, you were working on your Wilson Index and bonding with your family, celebrating milestones. I was working on my P-Index and also visiting Mullum Mullum for their anniversary. And uh, I love Mullum Mullum Mill. I've said it before on the podcast. I really, really enjoy running there. And we've had a lot of rain, as, as a lot of the country has had. And so Mullum Mullum runs beside a creek and the water was flowing. The trees were green. It was really beautiful start to the morning and I got, but it was still humid. So we don't get a lot of humidity down here in Melbourne. So it was a bit different. There was a lot of carry on from a lot of people that what's this nonsense, but um, my, my, my Thai blood, yeah, my Thai blood can handle humidity. Okay. And uh, I was running with Kasha. We dropped mum again. So we, we all started running together. Mum couldn't keep up, pushed Kasha, got close, close to her PB, which she was pretty chuffed with in, in the humid conditions. And uh, they're my they're my favourite kind of mornings. Nice. I've got to say, Mel, I'm completely over running fast by myself with nobody else. I I much prefer running 37 minutes with my daughter in ridiculous humidity. <laughs> that one of my favourite courses. There, I've said it. It's one of my favourite courses, Mullen Mullen Parkrun. I'm glad he had such a good weekend, Scotty. Howdy Parkrunners, it's Toc reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. I'd like to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a very festive New Year. Uh, for all those people that I've met, it's been great meeting you all and I look forward to meeting all those people I haven't yet. I uh, look forward to getting out around your courses next year. For those people that have volunteered, thank you for making Parkrun the great thing that it is. Now a special one for Mel. Mel, what do you get if you cross a Christmas tree with an apple? A pineapple! Cheers, everyone. Have a great Chrissy. Merry Christmas, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Melissa here. I wanted to say Merry Christmas. I hope you have a fabulous Christmas with your loved ones. I hope you drag them along to Parkrun. And I hope I get to meet you next year at Parkrun. So if I'm somewhere where you are, please come say hello and have a fabulous time. And I'll see you next year. Bye. There are only a handful of people in the world who produce a parkrun podcast. So when Mel and I got together and we wanted our own Christmas party this year that we discussed on our Christmas episode about three or four weeks ago, we uh, the list wasn't very long. So we just thought we had to get Danny and Nicola back on the podcast together so we could all celebrate our office Christmas party. Welcome back to the Parkrun Adventurers. Yay, happy Christmas. Oh, hey, hello, hi guys. I haven't got a party blower. I know, I want one of the party poppers. Bang. Yay. Okay, well, this is it. We're making up the rules for our own office Christmas party because we've never done it before. I hope you've all got a glass. I have. I've got a couple. Um, so join in. Join in the merriment. I've got a plastic bottle full of water. Me too, Danny. <laughs> and actually, it's actually 9pm here. And these guys, they're drinking, and it's like, what is it there? 7 a.m. It's called a champagne <laughs> breakfast, Nicola. Putting us to shame. It's called an Australian breakfast is what that is. <laughs> Are you wearing a Santa hat, may I ask? Have you got any Christmas paraphernalia on? 
I have got a hat that looks like a Christmas tree and it's got red baubles on it and they, they are all flashing. Oh my goodness, Mel, please re- tell me, please tell me that you have paired it with one of your singlets. Well, my singlet's not here yet, oh, but I am wearing God. a gold singlet to match just to, to be a little bit festive. Um, but you know what? It's not going to match my singlet because my singlet is the ugly podcast colours of purple and sort of orange hues. So I've actually got plans before Park Run happens at the festive time to make a hat that matches my singlet as well. No, 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 no. I don't think you can do that. It was my understanding that the whole point of the singlet is to clash with everything and be as ugly as possible. You can't be matching well, it. Scotty, Scotty, can, do I need to push the hand thing to put my hand up to speak now? Because these, these two are just going to gab on for ages yeah. if I don't stop them. So. <laughs> well, let's right. No, let, let, just jump in whenever you can. But I think Nicola's got a point, Mel. She's called you on it. Yeah, but... You can't be accessorising the singlet. The singlet needs to stand out proud and loud. It will, but it will if I'm, I'll be yeah. accentuating it and it will be like amplifying the singlet by having purple and orange on my... No, you'll be doing the thing where you end up looking like a pair of curtains. <laughs> That's what you'll be doing. Like really old lady curtains. <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do it, Mel. Like it won't go with red. It won't well, go with red. Well, everyone else will be wearing, wearing red, so I'll be clashing with other people. Oh, you do make it's a good point. The, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas fashion podcast. <laughs> I, we'll have to consider all options. I do have more than one Christmas hat. I've got reindeer antlers. You know, there's 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 quite a, a lot stashed in the costume cupboard. So we'll see what we come up with. To be fair, it's an important park run consideration at this time of year because the last two park runs I've been at, there have been loads of people in fancy dress and I feel like I'm missing the boat. I mean, I'm pulling it out for next week, obviously, but... Why are you you pulling out your costume for next week? You're not pulling out of fancy dressed. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm pulling out all the stops. I'm going to, you know, come dressed as a Christmas tree or something. (laughs) That's so it. This point, me and Scotty go down to the pub for a drink together. We need you just to. Well, you boys don't usually have too much trouble interjecting and talking over us. I'm surprised well, boys been this quiet. Well, let's move on from fashion, but but actually, I want to stay on fashion because I want to ask about the tops <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that we didn't we didn't um, sort of get together and decide that we're both going to do tops. It was just coincidence that we both put them out at the same time. Mm. Um, but yours are out and about. Have you actually seen anything live in the wild yet? Well, yeah. <laughs> in the wild. It depends on what you consider wild because Bev, uh, surrogate mum Bev, has obviously was the first to purchase. Uh, she was demanding and that turned up. Um, yeah, no, I, other people, uh, in terms of going to a, another park run on tour and seeing them out in the wild, no. Yes. Not, not just yet. That's going to be a thrill when it happens. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting, isn't it? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I'm just wondering, if my singlet arrives after Christmas, do I wear it well, anyway? yeah. <laughs> and get those kind yeah. of... <laughs> do you think? Even okay, more important, I think, if it arrives late and people still wear it. I just think that's a... That's, Perfect, That's in fact. Better. In fact, if it comes before Christmas, don't wear it. Wait until after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been, it was the second of our cross-country races today. Vest and shorts. We're hardy over here. Vest we can do shorts. it. That's insane. Well, there you go. Okay. Scotty and I kind of thought, eh, nobody in the UK is going to want a singlet, but we desperately need them in Australia. So 
But you're forgetting that Nicola's blood in her veins is coursing with alcohol from the night before, so she's not feeling anything. (laughs) (laughs) Behave yourself, Danny Norman. It's not untrue, though, is it? It's not untrue, is it, Nicola? I mean, you you know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the season to be jolly and merry in all sorts of ways. And, yeah, it's kind of difficult to avoid the parties at the moment. You know what's really good for doing that? Working from home. You don't get invited to parties when you work at home from home. I have a party every day on my own at home with Dolly. That's it. That's my party. It's good enough for me. It keeps me happy. Excellent. Moving on from parties and fashion and booze, are we going to talk about Parkrun at all? We are. We are. Because I want to get you on because I want to find out how relaunching, are you relaunching or is it just launching the podcast has been? So you did it before. The Parkrun show existed. That was the Parkrun show. Now it's with me now. How has it been different? Have you enjoyed it up to this point? Have you underestimated the workload? Have you overestimated? Scott, you're involved? asking too many questions. Ooh, one at a time. I need to know these. That's four questions in one, and they're all really good. So well, I didn't get many opportunities to talk, so I wanted to get them all in at once. <laughs> small violin, <laughs> small violin. So run, run that by me again. So in terms of is it different to TPS? So that's a good question. Um, workload, uh, okay, a good one as well. Um, and how's it be different? So, addressing the is it different thing, <sighs> really good, interesting one. It depends on what aspect you look at it. So, uh, we are the same presenters. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Top Gear and Jeremy Clarkson over there. I know Top Gear is a global thing, the car yeah, yeah. review show. Would you know those? We're familiar yeah. with them, yep. Didn't want to assume in that case, but when they moved from BBC and they're doing their new thing on Amazon now, uh, I guess it's the same but repackaged, and it feels a little bit like that. Um, obviously, we bring a core audience over. There's a lot of references that we make. We make sure that we're trying to refer back and people understanding what we refer to. Uh, but also, the, the rebirth of it uh, was caused by a few things, really. Um, and oh, yeah, and then we'll come back to that in a minute, but. And then the workload side of things. Actually, I can intertwine this into two things. So in September last year, when Nick Pearson and I had a chat in Richmond upon Thames discussing the potential for me to bring back a Parkrun podcast, the concern was regarding the workload and how much it would affect me. And I tried to make clear that the podcast wasn't what overloaded me enough to make me step down and resign from working for Parkrun. The podcast was a light in my week. And that um, I really enjoyed that. It was that wasn't what stressed me. It was everything else on top. The twenty four seven nature of the job. So, the concern of bringing it back, I guess, for some people, would be would this be too much for me? And do you know what? No. If anything, it's the thing that I really hang on at present each week. It's the one thing that I need in my week. So the workload, not at all. I'm learning to delegate better now. We've just got somebody to look after our uh, Twitter feed. Mark Brockerhurst is now uh, mentioning. So so Mark's looking after the Twitter feed. And he's doing a great job. He's he's driving it forward. But I'm growing tired of Twitter at the moment and also being able to – having to tour all over the place, spending – sometimes four-hour round trips, coming back and then park faffing and then having to go through everything, comms, emails and Twitter on top. It's the one thing that I can forego. And so I've handed it over. Uh, you don't have to tour around. Well, if I don't, you won't. If I said I have oh, to. Somebody's got to produce some variety <laughs> in the podcast each week. They don't want to hear about Leeds every time, Nicola Ford. So, um, <laughs> I mean, there's lots of park runs in Leeds now. I could circumstantial and fortuitous, more. that is. But... <laughs> 
You love it. You yeah. love it. So um, is it different? Somebody made a point, one of my favourite well poisoners made a point that they like to think that we're not as independent as you think you are because of how we were born with the Park Run show. And I think, to be honest with you, yes, we are independent. And that um, it's always interesting to know what the thoughts and feelings are of HQ because I didn't inform them. I'll be open and honest about this, that I was bringing it back. Um, surrogate Mom Bev was a driving force in uh, bringing, me bringing it back. There's other things I won't go into in, in the background regarding it, but um that we have a voice now and which i feel that we can be a bit more i wouldn't say adult that's the wrong way to say it is that we can address things so Eggate, when we addressed Eggate, there's no way we could have done that during the parkrun show time i don't feel i really don't feel oh will you know will you guys know your listeners might not know what Eggate they is. will most of them will so the controversy regarding a sponsorship <laughs> choice so could we have done that before I don't think so. I think one thing I'd love to refer back to as to how we can be quite frank, and this is, um, I think we're going to refer, actually Nicola, you'll remember this quite clearly, is that Nicola went to Sewerby Park Run and she made a comment how, uh, remind me if I get this wrong, Nicola, but you were, <laughs> you got lost or there was, this is before tail walkers. I was pregnant and I got before lost. Before tail walkers, right? And is that right? There were, yeah, this was, long before the days of tailwalkers yeah. and I got lost. I did inform a marshal that I'd gone wrong because it's a bit of a figure of eight, but nothing happened and they closed down the whole course, pulled in all the marshals. So then I only became more lost because then when I was back on course, but all the signs had gone, all the marshals had gone. Yeah, but it was still a great park run yeah. day. <laughs> I still did it. They added me in at the end, but I did. I made a comment, just just something about... Because I, I think I might have been crying in the woods at one point because I didn't know where I was and I didn't have my phone on me because I was running. <laughs> so I think I just made a, a, a comment yeah. on it and and the team got upset. And then obviously I was, I didn't, it wasn't my intention yeah. to upset them. But obviously when you're an official Park One podcast, you feel the weight of that more. Whereas I think now I would discuss it more openly and be like, there's loads to learn mm -hmm. from it. And yeah, my, my discussion of it now would probably be different to my discussion of it. On it was the never a criticism. Show. And that's the thing. So what happened was that Nicola didn't criticize. We're very good and balanced about it. Nicola said, I don't want to upset or offend the team. She literally matter of fact said, this is what occurred and what happened. Of course, now we know that tail walkers are a completely core essential part of it. And had it been nowadays, it wouldn't have happened. But Nicola said, "Look, this is what happened. I got a bit lost, and she answered a bit up. Um, I can't, don't think even. I don't think she even used the term upset, but so would be took a slight to that, and we weren't criticised. We were just stating what had happened, and so then so Suabi spoke to HQ, made a complaint, and then I had to front the complaint direct from HQ, saying, look, well, you can't say this about teams. Even these bad things do happen because we're official voice comms channel. Then you can't say this. You just have to let it go. And we weren't picking a fight, so you you had to." I guess, and it's a stunning, yeah. stunning park run. So I'd said loads of lovely things because it's right. It's on the cliff tops, overlooking the sea. It's absolutely it, like it's a wonderful park run, and I said just, all that too. It was but, just a matter of yeah. fact. It was the thing. Is this is what happened? Nicola wasn't lying. She wasn't accusing. Wasn't criticising. She just stated what had happened. Of course, and in, like we said, in hindsight, tail walkers is now a thing. Now, just coincidentally, not because of that, but it's, it's a, there's a reason, a purpose for it to make sure no one gets lost at the back, and. So we had to kind of suppress in a way that uh, it wasn't, again. Oh, yeah, I definitely played it down. Yeah. Definitely. And so 
now we wouldn't have to do that. We don't do that. And we don't want to go out and criticise teams. We definitely don't do I that. I think now I'd be like, I was walking in the woods crying. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I definitely wasn't saying that yeah. at the time. And it is a, it's a fantastic I mean, park run from is, what I've heard. Danny and I, have, we've got over a thousand park runs between us. We... We are, we're park run, aren't we, Danny? Mm-hmm. Through and through, cuts in half, it'll say park run. So neither of us want to ever upset event teams or, so I think the whole time our approach will be similar, but yeah, we just got a bit more free reign now to not tow the official line, although most of the time we're on board anyway because we're such avid park This is what runners. I mean by adult, is the fact is that we don't have to pretend, we don't have to pretend that everything is awesome and perfect and at the same point if things do go slightly wrong then we can say so and I think a lot of people respond to the fact that it's an adult conversation, that the, the uh, people are treated in a different way that in general well, actually people are going to be honest and true and also that there was a concern about me being contra- um, controversial I should say but if you listen back, I don't think we've ever been controversial in With Me Now. And also, as Nicola says, we are just in, in love with the parkrun idea. There's no reason or purpose as to us being denigrating or derogatory toward parkrun, having invested so many years into it, that we're only in support of it. We love it. And if we have a concern, we have a concern for a reason. So having that ability to speak freely, I think, is a massive benefit and a big a shift away. And also less time constraints. There was also t- time constraints in the, the length of the podcast, uh, Park Run Show originally, because of it being my official employee. So there are lots of li- different nuances. I think having a bit of freedom is better. But at the same point, we use the blue, uh, blueprint and template of the Park Run Show, tweak things here or there, but it's been well received. And um, People have missed it. People have missed a UK-based link of information that was going on. And I have been in vehicles and I've been around PSH, Joe Sinton here, and they would always repeatedly say, when we go on tour, we miss a parkrun show. And uh, they would always make comments to them to bring it back. And I, we fulfilled that. So, yeah, and there's there's a lot to think about in terms of why it's back. And is it here to stay? That depends on my personal circumstances, I'll be honest with you. But um, Let's hope so. We've all got our T-shirts now, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Start it, get everybody to buy a T-shirt and then sack it off in January. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So very, very good questions in depth. I mean, I've I've omitted and left out quite a few bits and pieces there uh, as to the the real intricacies of it going on. Obviously, free weekly times came around and... That didn't happen for but, multiple well, I'm reasons. so confused about free weekly times. Is it official or not official? Of course, well, yes, it is. And they keep getting referred to as official. I've said this in the podcast before. It gets all the official comms. It's the same It's the same thing as Contra. I mean, but if you ask them, I think they say they're it's not. It's the same as Contra so. not being park run. <laughs> and I've had this discussion with said parties before. Contra is not park run. No, it's not. But its two directors are the founder and the CEO of park run. It's registered under Companies House as being that. And then you also have... Um, uh, PSH is the face of it and people are always going to interpret it as being a parkrun thing so whilst you can say it's not official it's not tied in or it has this carte blanche of freedom it's not strictly true it's still perceived by the general parkrun populace and public as being official because it's in all the official comms it gets retweeted and shared by the CEO COO uh, PSH uh, do that we of course don't have any of that comms word of mouth thing and you see Ooh, the parkrun UK does the parkrun adventurers get shared in your official comms? That's a good question. It did. It did in its previous life, but it hasn't this year. Did it have a previous life? It did. So in, the, in, the, in years one and two, it did appear in the Australian newsletter as a banner ad. 
but it has been um, absent in in this year. And I, I think what it what it does is is Parkrun Adventurers free weekly timed with me now three different podcasts, yeah, all about Parkrun. And I, and I get what you're saying, um, Danny. I think we're probably and the reason why you guys are on on our podcast this week is I think we're probably more, a bit more aligned with you guys. Mm-hmm. But we get it that um, the UK audience didn't quite get. Uh, the Australian sense of humour, the Australian uh, lexicon, our accents, and just the fact that we're talking about swearing. Swearing. <laughs> swearing. Yep. You're not a family <laughs> show over here. Well, the fact that we're talking about an event called Westerfolds, and there's not an a Westerfolds in the UK. So uh, we, we get all that. But um, I'm not sure where I was going with this, but I think well, just the, the difference un- between the three. Well, can I, the- <laughs> well, I need to ask you, Scotty, what you're thinking of that because in terms of is that – do you think that people haven't taken to it because of culture? I would suggest that – and please d- say if you disagree with me here, is the fact is that they didn't know about you. And the fact is it wasn't advertised about your existence. Now, when I watch stuff on YouTube and I have interest matters, if the person who shares my interest is reporting about it, localised in America, the fact is in America is irrelevant. So the fact that you're in Australia, but you still principally and fundamentally do the same thing, which is park running, just happens to be geographically different. I still have a massive vested interest. I want to hear what you and Mel have to say, and I like to hear from different event directors all around. I would perhaps suggest that maybe they weren't massively made aware of you and were they made aware of you if they, you were lent and given the size of comms that for example Parkrun UK has now with 100,000 Facebook followers and Twitter followers and the newsletter going out to a million people it would be a different story but of course because you didn't have any of that reach that's perhaps why they were not aware and perhaps not uh, listen to you as much but I'd like to think you're having people sent your way a bit more now as the awareness of Parkrun podcasts are going up. I don't know this. I can't um, prove this. There's no evidence. It's all anecdotal. But I think levels of awareness are a big factor and promotion here. And so we rely on word of mouth enormously. We'd have a much bigger audience if we were having uh, the reach that Free Weekly Time had in terms of the official Parkrun UK comms. And that's why it's uh, hard for people to understand about it being different because, do you know what? Well, it is because um, it's, it's... promoted throughout all the UK channels. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I... Yeah, I agree with you. It doesn't matter to me at all that Mel and Scotty are in Australia, not at no. all. It's a big parkrun family, isn't it, anyway? Well, like Mel's story, the, the one that really hit me, and sorry to bring this up again, but the fact that when you were emotional, when you hit the kangaroo, Mel, like I say, that it doesn't matter where you were. I felt so much for you because I have an affiliation uh, with you. And I also, I... I empathise with you, but I also understand where you're coming from because you're so well-versed and experienced in parkrun. The fact that you know the inner workings, you know behind the scenes, you understand the culture and the communities that you go around to. You are a tourist. You understand the volunteering side of things. And you have a passion and a love. And your Saturday mornings are about getting up and going to wherever you can do. The fact that you're tour with so much passion and enthusiasm with your family. So it means more to you than just that run. And that, what I think, is core and key. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world. That's what we can relate to. Well, I like this answer, Scotty. <laughs> this this works for me. And it, it makes sense um, that people just didn't know. But because, as, as I just briefly mentioned before, we are kind of a grassroots. We've grown the way a local parkrun event would grow. You know, we um, – word of mouth. And, and I think – Possibly we have a listenership that is very, very hardcore and very devoted as a result because they, um, you know, it's that word of mouth community that we've built, 
I suppose, which is interesting. But not that we don't love when people listen from overseas and everything as well, because you guys are, are all part of our Parkrun family as well. I can add, there's no doubt. So our numbers, our UK downloads have grown significantly this year. From about halfway through the year, there was a noticeable bump in UK downloads, which is good. But but I know, so when I've gone over there um, the previous two years and, and attended the Parkrun conference, a lot of people in that room who are hardcore Parkrun tragics uh, knew who I was, and particularly once I started speaking as well. Some people sort of made the connection. Um, others would come up to me, um, who, guests who we've had on the podcast who work for Parkrun, start telling me all about the Parkrun Adventurous podcast without knowing that I was actually the presenter. Mm. The <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Did you tell them? Well, yes, because it was, it was pretty obvious once they... Um, <laughs> once you started together. speaking, yeah. they must have known. Yeah. So cheers. Cheers again, Rowan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I know him, yeah. Okay. Brilliant. What we're fulfilling, what we do now, with me now, I think the biggest key thing is that the... The thing that Nick Pearson wanted was that he wanted Parkrun to not live in a bubble. And he is extremely objective and an amazingly objective person who really thinks deeply about all sides of things and makes effective change. And he wanted something to come back that had a voice that would challenge and uh, almost kept Parkrun in line to a point where that they felt that they couldn't just do things without being challenged. You didn't want to have this evangelical um, mob mentality that if anybody said anything against uh, Parkrun as a slight, no matter how well-meaning it may be, no matter how well-informed it may be as a concern or even a valid criticism that people would jump on it and shut you down and which can often be the case and so it's best to have a voice and also Parker can be proud of having that voice to keep them as a balance and that's what Nick wanted so when we've come back with with you now the thing that I always struggled with is having that separation of church and state with that you could end up being objective and unbiased if you're under the banner of Parkrun that you're going to have someone to answer to fundamentally and we don't have anybody to answer to obviously that can sometimes be a dangerous thing but i think we're well versed enough and smart enough to know when we're doing the wrong thing if alarm bell rings and then we don't speak about it we don't put it in i cut it out and edit it and i think that we have this position now that we are truly that voice of potential objective reason um, born of vested interest passion and experience and that lends us some gravitas and i think a lot of people who take to us and the people who do take to us are event directors ambassadors and you call them parkrun tragics but i mean you have your tourists and you have i mean i'm a parkrun tragic. i wondered if he said parkrun tragics i was like oh, well, I, mean it, I mean it in an affectionate way in a nice way yeah yeah like i, I refer to myself as a tragic all the time when, when you're a nerd great. and you're proud of being a nerd, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm a park country. Yeah, absolutely. I'm massively passionate. And so the amount of ambassadors and now regional ambassadors in the UK, I mean, like second tier just beneath staff, um, they are so enthused. And I've had people thank me for bringing this back. Um, and that's who we appeal to. And also being aware of our audience. And that is our audience as well. We're not... We, we always say it's a preaching to the converted and we're not having to reiterate the same information over and over again. We know that people are, are hooked in. We don't have to tell them about inspiring stories all the time. They, they've already, they already buy into the concept. So we don't, sometimes you can have this, uh, this pyramid of things where people are going, do you know what, I've heard this inspirational story a thousand times. And yes, it, it's amazing, 
but you don't need to sell it to me. You don't need to sell Parkrun to me. I got hooked years ago. So can we talk about the other things that I now focus on in my life and the other things that I'm also interested in? I think we cater for that audience, like you guys do with your guys in Australia, that you're not having to continuously tell them or convince them to go to Parkrun. They're going to go anyway, and they want you to talk about that subject. And I think we cover those bases. Yeah. Hey, so what, what, what are your plans for next year? Uh, is the weekly thing sustainable for you guys? Uh, have you thought beyond January? Nicola? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Danny, I've got the time. <laughs> being, <laughs> being a full-time athlete. I'm really joking. Yes, I mean, I'd love to. I really enjoy it. And, I mean, Danny always teases me. Obviously, Danny does the lion's share of the work. Um, I do just lion share. A pride of lion share. Thank you very much. I do just rock up and <laughs> chat about my park run day. Well, I don't know if that's fair. I do keep an eye on all of the social media with me now, stuff that's going on and park run world. Mm-hmm. Um, but Danny just does a lot more than me. So, Danny, Nicola's an even keel. She's my even keel. There are times throughout the past. 20, how many shows have we done now, Nicola? 22, 23? Yeah, 22. Where things have gone in. And Nicola, she knows when to say or speak up and suggest. She has that editorial input and, and uh, the fact that she goes, oh, actually, you may want to phrase this differently or take this out or, or not do this. And she's uh, certainly well-versed and smart enough to do that. And I trust her and I rely on her and she knows as well. And she's not frightened to pick up. While she does say, look, well, it's your baby, but she knows how to help me parent it. So credit to Nicola in that case. Oh, oh, that really hurts me having to praise her publicly. Ouch. So, oh, Danny. Oh, I love her really. Oh, God. Ow, ow, that really hurt again. So, um, so, so the plans of 2019. Uh, it's a personal tricky time for me. You guys know this. You see my feed publicly. Um, so it depends on how I get my life together. So the podcast, as I said, it's a, it's the thing that really spurs me on, drives me, uh, gets me out of a bed early Saturday morning and gives me motivation. And obviously I pour a lot of time and effort into it, but it has to be made worthwhile that I can spend so much time throwing myself into it that sometimes it may not be worthwhile throwing so much into it because I'm not getting uh, enough out of it that will sustain me. And I mean that I, and I mean in terms of a professional level, I need to... F- I need to buy. I need to buy food, pay bills. So the podcast isn't going to do that. So I just need to make sure there's a fine balance between uh, doing this on the on the side as a big passion and hobby, and at the same point sorting my personal life out. And there's a long way to go just yet. I have every intention of making this run for as long as possible each week, wherever I can. If I need to take a break, I know who to delegate to. Um, obviously Mel when she stood in for the two weeks when Nicola was away was fantastic and I'm Scotty I'm sure if I was ever away I would call on you within a heartbeat and I'm sure I'd like to think you'd take us up on the offer and I'm filling in for us in that uh, in that case too but um, yeah so I just need to sort myself out personally I know this is a bit oversharing but also people but at the same point people have often they do they really continually message me and say look thank you for being so frank and honest because it's I'm learning not to fear um, speaking of being open and honest about my uh, difficulties at the moment uh, with tackling uh, severe depression, and that's what it is. And um, so, as long as I can get over that, then the podcast is going to be around because, like I say, it helps me uh, deal with it all. There you go. I mean, and hopefully, Danny, as you go through your journey with that, yeah. you may come to a point where you can let things go a bit because you have such high standards. So, <gasps> I think people would be surprised. 
how much time you put into the podcast and the edit and it it takes you a long time doesn't it because you you listen to something and if you're not sure you'll listen again and again and again um you'll say I need to delegate (laughs) yeah well not only delegating but let nothing has to be perfect it does though I'm Um, a perfectionist I know you are I know you are but maybe you'll learn to be a bit kinder to yourself and um and yeah yeah but Nicola you wouldn't say to an artist oh make your your painting a bit more (laughs) slapdash would you if you could not be so good at football then I mean I get that that, but when it's a hobby what you need to do, Danny, is just, I mean, yeah. I know you're a perfectionist, but if you lowered the standards of perfection, um, what you just need to do is not give a rat's ass <laughs> a couple of times and then you'll see that people still love the podcast and you go, oh, okay, wow, I didn't put as much effort in and they were all still downloading it and loving it and listening it and boom. If you knew how much I had to edit Nicola's <laughs> audio all the time, then I, I, I don't think I could do that. <gasps> I deny <laughs> this false allegation. Anyway, Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody. Sorry to divert off in this direction, but I, I, as long as it's interesting topic um, matter for you. But uh, yeah, now I'm now I'm going to overthink everything I've said and <laughs> spin it out of my head for the rest of the night. But um, uh, yeah, I knew you're right. You're absolutely right, Mel. I agree with you. The fact is that I, if you let things go and you worry about them, and eventually when you go through it and go, actually, I didn't need to worry about that then you can be a bit more settled uh, regarding that. And, but I do concern and worry about how I'm perceived and seen and and the quality. And the problem is worry is such a useless emotion, but that doesn't stop us from having it. You know, it still gets in and permeates everything. And yes, I I mean, I only know about the lowering expectations from personal experience. Scotty and I've had a few off weeks and, um, you know, have just slapped something together. (laughs) And it's, you know the world hasn't ended. And nobody even noticed. Oh, well, they just thought it was great still. <laughs> but the world keeps turning and the podcast is out the week later. And you're right. You're absolutely mm. right, Matt, in that case. You're absolutely right. I just think that sometimes, do you know what it is? It's because, again, because I oversee the majority of the comms, if, if one email comes in that just is a bit denigrating, that is a little bit critical, that just... It can it can get under my skin really badly, and so well, that's and Nicola, what you need to work on, Mister. Yes, Norman. Nicola, I know you've offered to take over the comms. I'm like, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, Nicola would she would shrug it off, and she said, "Let me take over the comms." But, um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 2019, it's going to be an interesting year if you if you make it. So. Let's go, let's go back to 2018. Now, I know, Danny, you hate us talking about top threes. So can you just give us some highlights, maybe some of your top highlights from Parkrun? Maybe three of them? Yeah, if you want to you're brave, pick an arbitrary number, give us your top three highlights. <laughs> now, it, you know, you've probably had 52 wonderful weeks at Parkrun, as we all have. Um, but maybe yeah. can you just pick out a couple? I will... Yeah, I will pick it out on the fact that I'll try and think of the first things that spring to mind. And do you know what? What's really quite tough is that because I do park run every week continually, I could say something right now. I can't remember if it was the last year or this year. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm not sure. Um, so I did mention before, because we had this discussion about fountains, that'd be this World Heritage Site being the most beautiful park run in the world. And I, I don't disagree with people's subjective opinion on the aesthetics of that place. Um, but something that really ticked my box that when I was there that I wanted to go back to was aesthetically was Rutland Water and it um, had a lot of Norman history and obviously you have that link with my surname but 
Uh, it's just something about the day. It just wasn't, the weather wasn't perfect. It was just the location. And I like being by water and uh, it was a quick course. And, um, and the, the cafe is great, but it is, of course it wasn't, it's not the best park run by any means. And, and it wasn't perfect, but something about that day just made me feel quite happy and, and wanting to return back to the location outside of park run. So that's one, I guess, in terms of that gave me a bit of a holistic feeling. Um, highlights in terms of, oh, really good question. Do you know what? And this makes me sound really twee, but even over the past few weeks that going around to the park run locations, that are engaged with the podcast, that they are so equitable in terms of how I've been received, how warm they've been, the time that I spent in the cafe afterwards. And even the past few weeks where I've been to uh, Gloucester City and I went to Bedworth and there was Brooklands with the uh, over-familiar people over the years, is that that has been fantastic and much needed right now. And just, I can't say that that better. I'm not going to get into that, but the fact that I think the highlight has been going around to the parkrun locations and events, then being excited by the fact that they're going to get profiled by the podcast, which was missing obviously when we stopped, and then being excited about my attendance and Nicola's attendance, and then having that little bit of uh, time and that the, the name in lights, as it were, in, in the podcast. Um, but being able to sit there and just chat and uh, shoot the proverbial in the cafe for a couple of hours and it could go on for hours and hours. And these are with strangers. These are people that, okay, I may have met briefly at another park, park on location or, or that I know of them because they've communicated with us via the podcast. But it's been amazing for me to go to these park on locations and just have this warmth and this empathy and this emotive feeling toward this community that exists and being so welcomed in. And like I say, strangers become friends very quickly and that has been my highlight the fact that we brought the podcast back and now we're on this roll and going around to all these parking locations and feeling that we are providing these communities with a pedestal that they've desired for a while so hopefully that's a conclusive answer wasn't a top three though was it <laughs> no i'm not going to do that <laughs> i can't i can't do it I can't. That's my, my, my highlight as a whole. I, one big package of highlight has been that reignition of the podcast and each event being just so warm and welcoming in the aspect that we are doing the podcast. I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed not doing the podcast, going there and having anonymity and it being quite and muted. At the same point, I do like being busy and having a, uh, a sense of urgency and purpose about what I do at these events. So, yeah. yes, Nic- Nicola, we would like to know how a professional <laughs> athlete um, deems things to be the highlights. What are your highlights? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I'm a parent, aren't I? So, the highlight of my year has to have been Poppy's 50th park run. Just, I don't think it'll take a long time in Park One World for something to trump that for me. It was the build-up. She made herself a, a countdown of the last 10 from 40 to 50. So we counted down every week and every week it got bigger. So first she needed to run with a balloon. That's fine. And by the time we got to 50, she wanted party bags for her friends. That she, Well, I mean, she'd invited friends. So we had to do invitations, party bags for her friends that were coming, cakes for loads of people at the finish, um, so it cost a small fortune, but in the end, it was brilliant. And the pictures on the trees of her running journey and just really, really, really special day. I then completely ruined Park Run for ages for her because she was like, well, this is boring. 
where's the party? I don't want to do 51, 52. Why aren't we celebrating every week? So that was a bit tricky. Um, But then one of my real highlights has to be a couple of weeks ago going to Cliff Castle, which people had said was going to be really, really tough. They've got a huge hill. And Poppy just loved it. And I think when you're a parent, what your child gets out of it, you get out double. So if they're having a bad day, you have a terrible day. And if they're having a great day, you're just over the moon. So Poppy really getting her love for it back. So I think it took several months, but she's back there now. And it's just a delight to see her absolutely engaged and super proud of herself again and really, really loving Parkrun again. So yeah, I think mine's been been Poppy's journey. I mean, also maybe it's a bit of a, a funny one because I had a really difficult parkrun experience at Sizewall Parkrun because Poppy decided halfway through she didn't want to do it and it took us an hour and 23 minutes and that was a parenting challenge. But my dad had passed away not that long before and it's a couple of miles from his house and he would have been there and it was right next to um, the site that he used to build on and yeah, there was something really, really, really special. Um, Danny sort of covered a lot about how he finds things differently now from the Parkrun show and everything. But what has been, has there been a major difference between then and now for you? Or what, what have you loved most about picking the mic back up? Ooh, um, it is a good question. I suppose I'm in a really different place in my life now. So when we were recording the Park Run show, and especially towards the last year or so of it, I had quite a lot going on. So my husband, Ben, was really poorly. I think in the end, he passed away maybe three three months after we stopped the show, maybe six months after we stopped the show, but, but quite quite soon after we stopped it. So I think at the end, it become difficult to juggle everything. Um, and so what I'm really enjoying at the moment is... Uh, kind of freedom again that I've found um, in my life. But it started, I was really scared um, because I have a boyfriend now. Ben passed away over three years ago and it's been a long journey and I'm in a place I never thought I would be. I spent a long time in that place thinking I would not never be happy again, but just I couldn't see it, you know. It just wasn't in my vision um, and then when we started the podcast again, I was really scared to say I had a boyfriend. <laughs> so that was weird to juggle. I was laughing. Because you sound like a teenage girl. I've got a boyfriend. I've got a boyfriend. I know, but the thing is, and I'm a bit like you, Danny, in this respect, that you worry about what people will think. And I mean, I worry mm. way less than you do, but um, there's still that. But you had these concerns about how you were seen within your community regarding having yeah. that. And I don't know. I think you just do that yeah. thing that people think, oh, you've moved on. And you never move on, never. Ben is still ever present to me. You move forward, you know. Um, but you just think, oh, I don't know. You worry. Um, but now, it, yeah, I suppose I've got a lot more freedom now as well. Poppy was quite young when we were doing the Park Run show. Well, she was born born during the park run show um, but now she's older and park running it's just brilliant to be able to share that journey um so yeah and and in terms of whether I feel like it's different or not it's less different for me because obviously at the time Danny worked for park run and I didn't and there's only that kind of aspect that we've already covered that 
maybe I didn't talk quite as frankly, but I don't think we ever, we still addressed points, but just maybe now I fit, I'm, I'm enjoying the freedom that we, we don't need to answer to anybody or worry about what people will think. It's just really yeah. nice. And I love chatting not- to Danny. I've missed him. <laughs> I've missed you too, Nick. Oh. I, um, not, yeah, we don't we don't really quash very much in terms of information. We certainly know how to what to pick and choose regarding our content, but um, it's it was like uh, speaking of Nicola, no expensive bikes. It was like getting back on a bike again. That it felt like it hadn't we hadn't been away, and and having people listening back to our back catalogue, and then they're listening to that in between listening to the, with me now, and they end up going. I've just heard about this name, this reference and this person and and that moniker and so on. And then so it's like an echo from the past. And so those three and a bit years, the three and a third years that we didn't do the podcast feels like nothing really. It feels like there has been like a, a kind of we've gone to sleep and we've jumped forward again and we've carried on pedaling away. And It's scary, isn't it, how quickly that time passed? And I'll tell you what, we've both done things, Danny, in that time Mm. that we wish we were podding for. We've done some amazing things like Danny joining the 500 Club and obviously I came down your neck of the woods. Mel met you, did Park Ride in Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, not podcasting. That's a regret. That is definitely a regret. They all say regret nothing, but no, it does play on my mind a little bit is thinking that like when Nicola has travelled around and myself to San Francisco as well is that had we been podcasting, then yeah, it would have been fantastic content to have created. Uh, Yeah, more adventures. Perfect excuse. We'll just have to do it again, Danny. Yeah, maybe. One thing Mel and I noticed is that, so we park run together a couple of weeks ago and we seem to see each other a lot throughout the year, but that's something we noticed that you guys don't do. You guys don't park run together and you haven't been in the same place very often. Is that, um, is that planned? <laughs> you don't want to double up <laughs> we do on each other. Yeah, that, we, we, that was enough. Well, that's that particular question. So apart from the fact I don't want to see Nicola in the fl- flesh anyway, um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> to be honest with you, people ask me, they go, well, when's the last time you saw Nicola? And uh, Nicola, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it may have been the Ambassadors Conference about four, four, four years ago, four and a half. No yeah, that may have been the last I mean, your memory's better than mine, Danny. So last yeah, time I was in, It was at Cannon Hill. We ran. Uh, Chrissy Wellington had just come on board. And around that, I was definitely there with you oh yeah we did a brilliant cool down after park run i ran with danny and chrissy wellington and ran a cool down couple of kilometers faster than my park run and now the roles are reversed in terms of speed ability you'd be able to run quite happily and i would be lugging around at the back (laughs) but the um yeah so not having seen nicola and of course the the 500 nicola couldn't come over to bradford so when i have gone up into nicola's vicinity um things have been against us and also, good question when you say about content. So when Nicola went to go and do Sizewell, I deliberately won't do that just yet now because of the content. So if I go to Sizewell, Nicola's already touched upon it in the podcast, and it's relatively within my vicinity to do in terms of a new event that I could uh, then go sort of tick off, as it were. But Nicola's already done it. So it does. It does have a site block in my head. So Nicola covering the northern part of England does me a service. I mean, that geographically does help if you split the UK into two. Obviously, we're aware that we don't potentially do Scotland enough or Northern Ireland and Republic and obviously other places. But we geographically have like a, uh, I guess, a kind of circumference that we cover. And But being in the vicinity of each other, deliberately not aligning, I think, well, 
answering another question from earlier, what are our plans for 2019? I really, really want to make a live with me now happen. It's easily done. Uh, there's lots of people willing to help us and arrange us, and we'd meet in the middle somewhere. And we'd, we'd obviously be in the vicinity and do it there. So I think it adds lends a bit of specialness to it that if we haven't seen each other for a while to then go and do something uh, for that particular reason and purpose. But it also feels very much like with the power of social media and the fact that we talk to each other for, oh, what time do we, me and Nicola are online at 9.30. I see Danny's face every yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have a, a camera on her computer. But we will be f- three hours online. Whilst we may record for an hour, there's three hours. So we're having two hours of talk every week again now. So it very much feels like whilst we don't see each other in the flesh, we very much communicate. And obviously social media enables us to keep up uh, on tabs of people's lives, just like we see you guys when you post up. So it's modern day family, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. FaceTime and chatting and messaging and yeah. You know, it's it's going to be huge if you do a live. And, and because the, seeing the two of you together in the flesh is like the unicorn for most of your listeners. <laughs> so it will be massive. <laughs> We loved we loved getting together for our first uh, live meetup this year, and yeah. we can't wait until April next year when we're going to do the next one. Is there any chance you would time it with Nicola? Are you up to four fifty? That would be too long away, wouldn't it? That's like another year away of park running. It's to very get to arbitrary as well. Well, my five hundred, yeah, it's four fifty next. That's week. arbitrary. That's irrelevant. That doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, but Mel means my 500, Danny. That's, oh, no. She, she, that's a year old. It'll be too close to Christmas. You don't want her to turn up with a party hat and blowers and balloons, making a big uh, spectacle and deal out of it. Um, well, arbitrary is pretty that... huge, so you should make it the most arbitrary possible time that you can for everybody involved. Can I, can I subvert your... Uh, what you suppose there was the fact is it would be huge. And you know what? I wouldn't want it to be huge. I would like it to be small and insular and special. That it, the Not insular. Don't say insular. Say intimate. Sorry, wrong word. Thank you very much. So this is why I like Nicola, because she corrects me when I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> we don't want to be Sorry, I get wrong word. All right, on the fly. We've been talking for an hour. Sometimes <laughs> my vocabulary isn't perfect. All right? There you go. So <laughs> intimate. Sorry, intimate. And I, in my head, in my head, I see it as nothing more than perhaps, say, 30, 50 people. Um, obviously, there's many factors at play, but then you see what we have, the UK Park on Tourist Group, and we have our cow-cow buffs and beanies that I'd like to think you're aware of, that when they do a meetup, they turn out in force. And so sometimes I think about potentially trying to line it up when, when they have one of their meets also to cover that base, but also I, I realise that you have a lot of podcast listeners who, who aren't part of that who would also want to be here, but I, I, no, yeah. no, no, no. You don't want to align yourself with any other group. If you build it, they will come and they will come just intimately. For you guys. I've, I've had it in my head to be intimate uh, and make it uh, a special occasion, certainly for the first one, but we'll see. We'll see how things pan out and play out and obviously where we locate ourselves. Okay. Now come, it's come to the time of the interview where you get to share your bad Christmas jokes with us guys. Who wants to go first? Hang on, hang on, why bad? Well, what do you mean bad? Bad and good. Bad in the ugly Christmas singlet kind of bad. Oh, the best. So, as in of so bad. bad it's good. Can I just praise you actually? When <laughs> I saw your vest and singlet, I loved 
the fact it was so bad, it was good. I absolutely adored it. I mean, it, it threw me for a curveball. It wasn't what I was expecting at all. And it came out of it. And I thought, this is, sorry to blow smoke, but I thought it's a genius stroke. The fact it was so sort of looking aesthetically trashy, that it was fantastic and superb. The fact that you've managed to weave a Christmas jumper into a vest is just, uh, yeah, masterstroke. All Scotty's idea. He, he can take full credit for it that was, one. It was a team effort because Mel did all the artwork, which is quite weird because usually I'm doing all the artwork, but we reverse roles in this instance and it, it created something beautiful, we hope. Right, then, great jokes, Nicola. Have you got a decent one? You said that they're not rubbish. You better be good. I better be laughing when you say you're one, by the way. Well, I mean, it's all subjective, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I've got loads. I've got so many. Seeing as it's a Christmas party sort of thing, what kind of music do elves listen to? Elfish Presley. Oh. <laughs> it's, a, okay. it's good, but it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Rap. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to laugh, but hey, I my laugh was it. genuine. Yeah, Scotty loves his rap. He's and I, well, no, is that what Kanye West does? I don't yeah, know. No, no, I, I love my my bad Christmas jokes. <laughs> he loves his bad. Christmas jokes. I think I laugh jokes. at all of them. So, Danny, pressure's on you. Hit us. Oh, blimey! Right, okay. Who hides in a bakery at Christmas? A gingerbread Ooh. man. What's your thinking behind <laughs> that, Mel? <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's ginger. And gingerbread is a Christmas thing, isn't it? Hiding in a bakery. Where's the pun? <laughs> it's, it, well, he's, he doesn't want to get eaten. I good, don't know. These things don't make sense. <laughs> the okay. Answer is, the answer is a mint spy. <laughs> Thank you, Scotty. Thank oh, you. Yes, I, Thank you. <laughs> I can't yes. control it. It's funny. <laughs> Well, I don't think it is a mint spy. Like, why are spies hiding in bakeries? You're thinking too literally now. <laughs> why is he minty? Minty, mint, no, no, mint. I know, but mince pies aren't a big thing in my household. You know, we have pavlova at Christmas. Oh, they're disgusting, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. yeah. <sighs> <Honestly>. <laughs> It's just like Christmas pudding. Um, I've turned a lot of people off Christmas pudding because my dog ate sultanas last week and then when she vomited them <laughs> up, it smelled like Christmas pudding. It smelled like it. Yeah, I enjoyed that reference. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> on the smell, on, on, the, on the theme of uh, vomit, let's wrap up this chat, this Christmas party, as all good Christmas parties tend to end. Before it gets too messy. <laughs> Okay, but uh, honestly, guys, we've loved having you back this year. We've loved sharing the spotlight, the Park Run Podcast spotlight with yourselves, with free weekly time. And let's not forget about Stay Frosty Park Run. Um, and let's hope uh, the office Christmas party next year is twice as big. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much for having us on. And it's been a delight to have been on the podcast and obviously correlating with you over a lot of things. And uh, yeah, and it's nice that we, I guess, cover either side of the globe. But yeah, thank you very much to you two. Yeah, big park run hug. And um, I'm going to leave you guys with a park run Christmas joke because that's how good I am. Ooh. What does Santa say at the start of park run? Ready? Set. 
Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> and I think all all run directors should start next no. week's park run like that. Did, did Nicola yes. make that joke? <laughs> uh, no, did um, Poppy make that joke up, Nicola? Or No, but she's got some good ones too. <laughs> but then we'll be here all night. <laughs> G'day there, Mel and Scott. It's Paul Kitching here, uh, or PK to many of you, uh, just checking in, not for a roving report, but for my Christmas message. My Christmas greetings. Thank you uh, so much. Um, this time around, uh, I'm full of thanks. Uh, many thanks to you both, uh, Mel and Scott, for your dedication uh, to this wonderful podcast. Um, I'm sure I speak for many when I say thank you for creating it and um, for both being equally funny <laughs> and, um, and just, yeah, for the dedication that you have uh, to churn it out every week um, with great uh, content and always interesting stuff to keep us entertained and wanting to do parkrun um, every week. Uh, I would also like to thank all the parkrunners, uh, people that do parkrun and uh, obviously give us content, um, us roving reporters. So it's great to be able to get out there and chat to people and to all the different, uh, visit different parkruns that are popping up everywhere. And to my fellow parkrun roving reporters, uh, members of the Channel 5 news team, I love you all. You're all legends. Thank you for your stories, for your travels, for your questions, for your inspiration and for just being yourselves. I love it. Don't go changing. Just keep doing what you're doing. You all do a marvellous, brilliant job. And finally, to my family, I want to thank them for uh, putting up with me, yabbering away um, at random times and listening in and um, putting up with me, staying back at park runs and chatting to people. Anyway, um, uh, I know they secretly love it. <laughs> anyway, and uh, my dodgy Christmas joke is uh, what's – Santa's favourite pop star. Well, it used to be, of course, Elvish, Elfish Presley, but these days, I reckon it's Beyond Slay. <laughs> so bad. Anyway, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, have a wonderful festive season, and may 2019 bring you everything that you deserve. Thanks, legends. PK, over. So it's Carolyn Southwell here with Sam from the e the, uh, the run director. Here at Penrith Lakes Park Run. How are you doing this morning, Sam? I'm doing really well. Hi, guys. So we have a very hot, muggy, humid day out here after like, what, 48 hours of pretty solid rain? That's right. And we're on a cross-country course, which means we've got lots of um, puddles to splash in. And so for anybody who hasn't been out to Western Sydney to Penrith Lakes Park Run, it's a bit of a unique course out here in that you have actually three courses, is that right? That's right. So we are based out here at the Sydney International Regatta Centre. Um, so at various times uh, the Regatta Centre may have events on um, and when that's the case sometimes we use our cross-country course. Cool. And do you have a preference? My personal favourite is cross country because I'm a trail runner, so I prefer to run on grass. Um, but definitely um, for people that like a flat, fast course, our full lake and our southern bank course um, are a hot favourite for everyone. Good job. So I would highly recommend for any of the parkrun tourists listening in, and of course if you're on the parkrun adventurers, you are a parkrun tourist, 
definitely keep your eye on the Facebook page to be able to see which course is up and whether or not there's any last minute changes like there was today, right? That's right. We found out uh, yesterday afternoon that um, there'd been an oversight where the Regatta Centre did have an event on. So we quickly had to change to the cross country course. Normally we have um, more notice, but it's always a good idea to be um, checking the night before a park run on the Facebook page to see where we're at. Good job. And I think that's a good rule for any parkrun tourist to be able to keep an eye on wherever they're travelling to. And we had a bit of a special event today. Chad Russell had his 100th parkrun. That's right. Chad is one of... um our most enthusiastic parkrun volunteers. He's been here for a number of years um, and he he's so enthusiastic about parkrun. And we're just welcoming in a couple more of the deaf community here who have just finished. Over there. Um, yeah, Chad is a really enthusiastic parkrunner and he volunteers regularly and Chad is part of a large um, deaf social group so he encourages all of the people in his um, social group to come along and participate as well. Awesome. So uh, what I did not, what I have noticed as I've travelled to Western Sydney is um, here at Penrith Lakes and at Rudy Hill and um, your neighbour here, Nepean River, um, that this whole um, deaf uh, community in Western Sydney seem to take really good advantage of those three courses. Do you have any idea of what has, what do you think has helped facilitated the integration of uh, more of the deaf community into parkrun? Mm. Why are we seeing it so well um, uh, taken up here at these parkruns, do you think, Sam? Well, I think, I mean, obviously parkrun is a very welcoming environment and it is inclusive um, of everyone in the community. We have, um, uh, we've had participants from the deaf community for a number of years and we've been very fortunate over that time to have the assistance of Auslan interpreters. Um, we've had people um, who work as interpreters who volunteer and we've also got our family members who are happy to assist us um, Ausland interpreters and that means that when we're doing our first time as briefing and our full briefing that everyone um, participating on the day has an opportunity um, to understand uh, what information we're sharing so I think that definitely helps. Um, with Chad today um, he had the assistance of an Ausland interpreter which was fantastic because it meant that I really knew that um, I was attempting to make sure everyone could recognise Chad's achievements and I wanted to know that that was communicated clearly to to him and to all of his friends and family that were participating today. And with the Auslan interpreter, we were able to do that. And Sam, do you think that there's... If you were going to give any sort of advice to other, um, maybe event directors in other park runs in other parts of Sydney or Australia, do you have any ideas... And maybe you don't, maybe you don't mm. know, but do you have any ideas about what... If, if there is an event director or, or even a, an enthusiastic run director um, at another park run who thinks, well, hang on, we want to be able to include, the, the, mm. there must be deaf people in our community, um, how do we make space for them in our park run? Have you got any suggestions or words of advice? I think uh, most communities have a very active deaf social group and these are people that um, regularly get together to participate in various social functions. So perhaps promoting parkrun, uh, making sure that people within the deaf community are aware that parkrun is on and letting them know that they are welcome. Um, and then uh, probably just checking in and consulting with people directly as to what they think they might need in order to be um, able to participate fully and that could mean um, 
you know, they might have ideas about, uh, you know, if they've got family members that would come along regularly and, and volunteer as Auslan interpreter, that might make it easier for everyone to participate freely. Good. Thanks, Sam. And Sam, a bit about you. How long have you been parkrunning? Um, I came, I've been parkrunning since uh, Penrith Lakes Parkrun first started, which was back in May 2014. Um, so I came on the first day and have loved it. I've, I've just, I feel so lucky uh, to have um, a parkrun uh, where everyone is welcoming, where everyone, um, you know, take takes the time to make sure everyone's okay we've recently had an engagement here a proposal at Penrith Lake so I it is um it is a wonderful community I feel really proud to be a part of it I, I do have to say uh, for any other um especially in Sydney for any of the park runs that I've been to I think that the the event team you guys who are the the core run directors and event director here um there is there's so much extra stuff that goes into Penrith Lakes and I think that if any um, a run director or event director wants to get a sense of um, how involved a job can be they need to come and take a look at the stellar job you guys are doing because it's there's so there seems to be so much more involved in making Penrith Lakes work and I just felt like you were totally on top of it this morning so thank you <laughs> thank you and I want to give a shout out to our event director Shelley Coots she um her leadership is amazing she just uh very quietly and calmly um takes control um of situations when she needs to and and really I mean she's been the event director from the start and and I wouldn't have the confidence to be a run director um without the assistance of someone like Shelley and all of the other run directors in the Penrith Lakes team. Good, good job. Thank Thanks, you. Sam. Thanks for chatting to us on the Parkrun Adventures. Right. Thank you for coming to Penrith Lakes. So I'm back in the car now and we're all finished up. It was a pretty eventful um, event number 200 for Penrith Lakes. So I think that's enough for me for my first uh, and maybe only <laughs> roving report um, representing New South Wales um, and may everyone have a fantastic Christmas, New Year's uh, parkrun um, holiday season. Bye for now. Good morning parkrun adventurers, it's uh, Steve Marston here. Uh, you may remember a couple of weeks ago if you tuned into the podcast I reported did a roving report from Weeper Parkrun. Well, this week I've gone a wee bit further north and uh, I'm here at uh, Portobello Park Run in Scotland, Edinburgh. It's, uh, it's a little bit different, the weather conditions. It's about minus one or zero degrees with an apparent temperature of about uh, minus two or three. We've had sleet during the run, just a little bit of light sleet. Um, here with Ethan, my son. Ethan, what did you think of the course out there today, mate? Oh, it's really nice. It's sort of... For any of for any um, Brisbane locals, it's very much like North Lakes, and then it's got three laps. But it's just it's a really nice run through some woodland and park, and yeah, around a lake. Yep. A uh, little bit of ice on the course this morning that we got warned about in the briefing. Yeah, that was a bit. Uh, they did manage to step on that once, and it was confirmed it was very slippery. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, how did your run go today? What, you happy with your time? Yeah, just over twenty minutes. So it was for me. That's pretty good. Happy with that in the cold. Yes, quite a few. Good turnout here today, like probably well over 200 runners, which is pretty impressive for a morning. uh, It's sleeting. It's turned to drizzle now, actually, I think. Just a very light, misty drizzle. But um, 
it's freezing cold, so we're going to be uh, short, sharp, and um, we're going to leave you with it. Have hope everyone has a great Christmas in Parkrun World, and see talk to you in the new year. Bye. Thanks to Caroline and Steve for your reports. It's lovely to have Aussies reporting in from overseas. It's always good. And thanks also to PK. I I got a few chuckles there, Scotty. I don't know about you. Um, I thought he uh, – in his joke, he was asking Santa what his favourite pastor was. So I was a little bit confused <laughs> when he said it used to be Elfish Presley. And I was like, wait a minute, is, he, is Santa some kind of a – cannibal or I don't know but then it made more sense that yeah it must have been music or pop star makes more sense. Have you got another one for us? Oh oh do I have another one for you I do. Did you hear the joke about the wall? I can't get over it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It is isn't it? Christmas though. <laughs> well, it's a bonbon joke. They're not all Christmas related. This is true. This is true. I've I've kept it on theme this year. Oh, have you? Okay. See, the, my other two ones, they're kind of more. Well, one of them's more Christmassy, and then the other one's more like running related bonbon joke. But crack out what you've got next. What goes? Oh, oh, oh. Um, Santa Claus walking backwards. Oh, you got it. <laughs> it's it's not as funny when you guess the punchline, Mel. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes they're a bit too obvious. <laughs> okay, well then, give give me give me a second chance because this is pretty obvious too. Okay. What did Adam say the day before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> See, I'm going down my list. They're getting worse. They're getting worse. So let's wait for, yeah, let's, yeah. yeah. Scotty, I still have two more bonbon jokes to give you. Okay, I'm waiting. Let's hear them. Okay. This one, I think you're going to love this first one because it's, um, it's, it's parkrun related sort of. So why wasn't Cinderella good at running? The heels. Wasn't good running in heels. <laughs> No, because her coach was a pumpkin. Oh, jeez. I can't <laughs> control my laughter, Mel, but <laughs> got nothing there. I'm not, not sure if I even get it. Oh, her coach, her running coach. <laughs> her running coach. Hey, Mel, I'd ask you for another one, but I think I finished on a flat note <laughs> as a team. <laughs> We should both finish there, the 2018 edition of Bad Christmas Jokes. I think other people will have laughed, but I'm I'm okay with that, Scotty. Thank you for letting me share so many Christmas bonbon jokes. I couldn't just stop at one. Let's let's go to anniversaries because it's going to be really short. We've only got one. Well, we should start with launches, Scotty. There aren't any. Well, there aren't any for December, but. We're, we're having a couple of weeks off, and I I don't want to miss anything. So I think okay. it's only best that we do the 5th of January just in case because we're probably not back till the 7th, I'm guessing. Okay. So we're launching in Mansfield at Mansfield Botanic, which is in the greater state. I'm going to be there. Are you? That's a nice way to start yeah. off. Mansfield is a beautiful part of our state, the greater state, and um, it's a favourite of Yvonne's. 
my beautiful wife. So we're going to head up there for their launch. And anniversaries. Now can I get to anniversaries this week? Because there's only one. Well, no, but we still have an anniversary in December. Yeah, that, that's what I'm going to go to. Well, yeah, but we've also got the 5th of January anniversaries. But you can go to this this week's one first. I'm following the, the sheet that you got. Okay, that's good. Cool. I'm glad you're reading. <laughs> because <laughs> often you're just looking at a calendar and I, that's you're a bit of a wild card, Scotty. I never know what you're doing. Well, look, I've built this up, but there's only one anniversary. It's at Underwood Park this week. Head along. Get you you. We're going to go there one day. <laughs> it's in Brisbane. It's in Brisbane, isn't it? It is in Brisbane, yes. And it's so if we could just do a fly in, fly out visit to Brisbane, I could get my you there. You could absolutely. Do you not have any U's in Victoria, the great estate? Mm, no, we don't. There's oh. Only two U's. In, only two U's. No in Australia. U's. No Z's. Call yourselves the great estate. Okay. Well. But there are a whole bunch of anniversaries on the 5th of January as well. So um, for Lawson in New South Wales and Margaret River in WA. Queen's Rocks in WA. Rocks Riverside in Queensland. And Tenham Sands in Queensland. But that's not this week. That's next week or the week after. Well, it's the 5th of January. It'll be the first weekend after all the New Year Day double fun. There we go. Imagine, Mel, imagine welcoming Christmas with a new baby. Like, Wouldn't that be like a great Mary gift? did on Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know um, anyone who's done that? Yeah, this is Scotty's nice little segue. Uh, for us to give a shout-out to our regular, Kelly Hodges, um, who welcomed baby Charles to the family. So congratulations, Kelly and Christian. He's a gorgeous little man, looks like perfection. I'm hoping they're getting some sleep right about now. Well, you know they're not. <laughs> but I can still <laughs> so, hope, Scotty. You I can. can yeah, so, Chucky, we're welcoming Chucky. Well, I don't know if he's going to be called Chucky. He's on this podcast. Oh, dear. <laughs> Kelly might not come um, So, this could, go, this could go two ways. We could be hearing a lot more from Kelly as she's got more time on her hands because that happens when you have a baby. You, you give up work. You don't have much to do. Or she could just be too busy and we don't hear from Kelly for a while. Well, see, you know, I think this whole funny thing that you keep going on about might be because you make jokes like that. <laughs> that are, you know, borderline offensive to a large... Not offensive. Well, no time on her hands. I mean, all the time in the world on her hands because she's had a baby and doesn't have to go to work. Right? I, yeah. Borderline. Scott Trickett, I think you're... <laughs> Yeah, right there. I, okay, okay. I take it on board and I'm writing that down. I've got a big book of ways that I can improve next year. <laughs> You've got a big book of it. Stop the offensive jokes. <laughs> it's not at the top, but it's, it's, it's on there now. I should mention at this point that we have not thanked enough our Channel 5 news crew for the um, contributions they've made all year. They're incredible. We love them. I'm not going to rattle off the names because there's seven of them and I'm bound to forget one and then that's going to be really awkward and then they'll be like, oh, why did you forget me? But know that we love you all and we think you're amazing and we can't wait to hear where you adventure to and report from next year. There are openings in the Channel 5 news team for people to submit applications. It does come with a caveat though. We had a new member join the team this year. 
in Melissa Ellis. Who had to jump through a lot of hoops to get there. And I think this week maybe she's questioning whether that was worth it <laughs> because of what we've asked them to do. But I think you'll enjoy it. I'm not going to say any more about it, but I hope you all enjoy our um, send-off for the year. That's it. I'm done. Yeah, me too. Look forward to chatting to everyone in 2019. Have a safe and merry festive season. Enjoy your Christmas Day park runs, your New Year's Day doubles if you get to them. But if you don't get to any of those, it's okay. They're going to happen all again next year. And there's always park run next Saturday. We'll be back next year. Won't give you a definite date. Just keep clicking refresh on our Facebook page and in your podcast app. Just do it every every couple of hours until um, a post appears and you'll know we're back. <laughs> Oh, once a day. Once a day. Let's not. Yeah, it is the holidays in Australia. So once a day should do it. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely and you're never coming round. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit tired of listening to the sound of my tears. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous that the best of all the years have gone by. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit terrified and then I see the look in your eyes. Turn around. Every now and then I fall apart. Every now and then I fall apart Every now and then I get a little bit restless And I dream of something wild Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit helpless And I'm lying like a child in your arms Every now and then I get a little bit angry And I know I've got to get out of the quiet Every now and then I get a little bit terrified But then I Every now and then I fall apart And I need you now, tonight And I need you more than ever And if you only hold me tight We'll be holding on forever And we'll only be making it right Cause we'll never be wrong Together we can take it till the end of the line your love is like a shadow on me all of the time. All of the time. I don't know what to do and I'm always in the dark. We're living in a pot of cake and giving up spots. I really need you tonight. Forever's gonna stop tonight. Forever's gonna stop tonight. For the time I was falling in love, now I'm only falling apart. Nothing I can do, a total eclipse of the heart. Once upon a time there was light in my life, but now there's only love in the dark. Nothing I can say, a total eclipse of the heart.
nothing I can do A total eclipse of the heart Once upon a time there was light in my life But now there's only love in the dark Nothing I can say A total eclipse of the heart A total eclipse of the heart